Ever wondered if that friend of yours investing in bitcoins is playing make-believe money? This is stupid! Or sitting on a potential million dollars? That makes you the richest man in the world. It's time you found out. Welcome to Crypto Nights, where we help you finally make sense of the trending world of cryptocurrencies. So gather your virtual piggy bank and let's get started. Welcome to the second episode of Crypto Nights, where the best minds bridge the crypto divide. I am Kant Miriala, your host. It's an absolute pleasure for me to introduce today's guest and a good friend, Paul Walsh. Paul sees a world where everyone feels safe and secure when opening a link. He is the founder and CEO of MetaCert, a security company that protects crypto communities from phishing attacks inside Slack and other mainstream messaging platforms. Paul was one of the two people who co-instigated the creation of the W3 standard for URL classification. And he holds a full patent for phishing protection inside a mobile app, WebView. Here is a disclosure. I am an early stage investor in MetaCert. And here is a disclaimer. We do not endorse or solicit any of the products or companies that might be mentioned in our podcasts. If they're talking about potential investment opportunities or token sales or anything else, like a product sale, et cetera, this is meant to be purely for informational purposes. Kryptonites does not solicit or endorse any of these. You have to do your own due diligence and understand the risks before you proceed. Without further ado, here is our interview with Paul Walsh. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Kant? It's a pleasure to connect. I'm so excited about this recording. Uh, my fond hope is it's going to help a lot of people. It is helping a lot of people already, but I think it's going to help a lot more people in the near future. Oh, no. Your technology has been helping a lot of people for a long time. <laughs> I'm saying this communication through, with, with your help is going to help a lot more people. We're going to reach out to a ton of people through this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the main challenge we have now is marketing. It's not really technical challenges. It's marketing and getting the word out there and making sure that as many companies and communities as possible understand and appreciate the value that we can add to their teams and communities. You know, to make this one far more interesting, I don't know if it is fun is the right word when it comes to <laughs> uh, Can we start off by one of the most recent examples that you gave me today? Can you just give us a story and then we'll use that as a motivation for the rest of it? Yeah, today on one of the communities in which MetaCert is installed, the, one of the ICO communities, Omai's, um, I noticed that there was a phishing kind campaign that just instigated. So I got a direct message from the Slack bot and I immediately knew it was going to be a phishing campaign because Omai's never sends out messages via the Slack bot asking you to click on links. So I got that immediately and I just double checked to make sure that it was in fact a phishing scam by checking the MetaCert database and it was. So I made sure, actually that's not true today, actually it wasn't labeled. It was a very new phishing campaign. So I immediately labeled it knowing that it probably was. And then I reached out to one of the team members to ask, hey, look, is this your domain? Can you confirm it either way? Yes or no, very quickly, because I believe it's a phishing attack that's just undergone inside the community. And then at the same time, I put up a big warning, a big alert out to the main channel to say, don't open the link. This is a phishing scam. And then of course, a few minutes later, it was confirmed by one of the team moderators that said it's not our domain. So that was a good example of um, a live phishing attack that took place in front of me in real time. And that's because I 
receive notifications inside the communities where MetaSearch is installed. And then, you know, it happens almost every day. Uh, yesterday, the same thing happened. But what I did notice in real time was that MetaCert had already classified a particular link. And as soon as somebody posted to a public channel, an alert was sent. And then somebody else responded by saying, oh, thank goodness that alert came because I was just about to click on the link and go to the website and actually <laughs> buy some tokens. And, you know, had they done that, they, they would have had their entire wallet emptied. So noticing that actually on, on a daily basis. I'm going to ask your help in deconstructing, you know, you, some of these words roll off your tongue because you've been <laughs> them so much. And uh, let's start with phishing. I, I know it's not F-I-S-H-I-N-G, but P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G, phishing. Can you give me an example of what phishing is and how does that help, uh, you know, these bad people steal money from you? I would say the vast majority of people know what phishing is without even knowing that it's called phishing. They know that when they receive an email from somebody that they're uncertain about, they shouldn't click on the link. And they also know that when they receive emails from companies like PayPal or eBay, that when they click on the link, it could go to a website that looks like PayPal or eBay. And it's it's uh, very difficult to differ- differentiate between the two websites. In the context of the cryptocurrency world inside communities like Slack or Telegram or any other platform, what happens is a phishing campaign will be sent out and broadcast to all of the members of a community. So basically, a direct message will be sent to everybody saying, we've got a special promotion, we've got a special deal, be one of the first to invest in this ICO or token launch. And by clicking on this link, put in your private key and you will benefit from whatever they say. And then what happens is you click on the link, it goes to a website, it looks exactly like myetherwallet.com, but it's actually not myetherwallet.com, it's myetherwallet.pro or it's myether instead of having L's, it's capital I's. And it looks like myetherwallet.com, but it's not. It's designed exactly like it. It even has a warning at the top of the page about phishing attacks, so it looks legitimate. Oh, and then when you, when you log into the website, you're actually not logging into myetherwallet.com. You're logging into a website that's been designed and built by somebody in China, the Ukraine, or Russia, or somebody out of some other country. And they're just waiting for you to type in your private key. And then once you do that, they have access to your wallet. So you could have $50 or you could have $50,000 in that wallet. And it's completely wiped. They will steal every single penny that you've got. And that's happening literally every hour of every day. So let me summarize it in my own words. So there is this thing that looked like my Ether wallet with three L's, for example, and uh, instead of n.net or .pro or something else, but it looks so similar. First of all, I click on it. And secondly, when it goes to the web page, the page looks identical. And then I'm going to log in with my credentials, my private key or whatever the case might be. And somebody sitting behind that website Mm -hmm. takes my login and my password and my credentials goes to my Ether wallet, (laughs) the actual one, and puts in my credentials, goes in and can clean out my wallet. Is that the process? Yep, that's exactly it. And it's worse in the crypto world. It's worse than outside of the crypto world because, you know, what typically happens with a phishing campaign is that you either lose your credit card details or your username and password at your email account. And in the worst case, it's your credit card, right? And so you may or may not have fraud on your credit card because they may have one of 500,000 other credit card numbers. But even if they have your credit card, one, it's likely to be insured. And two, they're not likely to max it out at every given opportunity. They'll try to spend little amounts over time. When it comes to your crypto wallet, it's cleaned out. It's cleaned out within seconds. And there's no recourse. You cannot get it back. You've got no recourse. You've got no insurance. You've got nothing. And I've literally spoken to people inside communities 
communities inside a direct message and they're physically crying because they've lost half their life savings. Yeah, I can understand that. So now let's switch gears. How does MetaCert help? A community manager will go to our website, metacert.com, click on add to Slack, authorize, and that's it. It takes less than seven, seven seconds to install our security app to Slack. And when it's added, it's embedded in the fabric of the service. So it doesn't matter where your community is located. It doesn't matter what device or computer to use. And it doesn't matter if they're on a 3G network or a Wi-Fi network. MetaCert is there already and it's following them around. And what happens is every time somebody posts a link, it checks, MetaCert checks that link against its database of known malicious websites. And if it's not malicious, it doesn't do anything. It's completely silent. But as soon as a malicious link is detected, in less than a third of a second, an alert is sent so that everybody in the channel knows not to open that link. They know it's dangerous. And then the community managers also get a fancy dashboard of analytics telling them every user's details and the most active users, the most active channels. It provides an archive, a searchable archive of every link and every file shared across their entire Slack, telling them what channel it was in, it was shared in, who shared it, and the date and time and that kind of stuff. Oh my God, Paul, MetaCert is probably saving people millions and millions of dollars. I, I mean, per day, probably. It's protecting so many people. This is absolutely amazing. It is. And um, very soon we will publish publicly exactly the number of malicious attempts that were prevented. So wow. people will be able to see the true value. We know we have it logged every time an alert is sent. We know how many people have seen the alert. We know how many alerts have been sent and how regular they are. So right now, MetaCert works inside Slack specifically because that's kind of what the majority of the crypto world is concerned about right now. Right now, it works inside the public channels. It does not monitor private channels or direct messages or the Slack bot publicly, but it does for us internally. So we will have that out in beta um, in two to three days from the time of this recording. Um, and then it'll be live in about two weeks. And what will happen in that instance is it doesn't matter where somebody sends a message. It doesn't matter who it comes from. If it's an individual or a Slack bot, MetaCert is going to evaluate that link and make sure that if it's a dangerous link, everybody knows about it. And not only does the alert go to the public channel or the private channel, it actually gets sent to the administrator. So the administrator knows in less than a second that these people have received this bad link from this person. And that gives the administrators the opportunity to very quickly ban that individual so that they can't send any more malicious links. So that's going to be rolled out over the next uh, few days. Oh, this is going to be amazing. What you're telling me is your analytics tell you how many people clicked on it and you protected them and you stopped them because of the use of your database in Slack or HipChat or whatever other messenger type app. And what you're also saying is maybe if we can find out a number like what is the average holding within a MyEther wallet, you know, let's say it's $2,000 and you have 100 clicks a day, you're talking about $200,000 per day of potential protection or savings. It's like a good metric, actually. Uh, prevention of attack. That's prevention. a good metric. Actually, one of the things I want to uh, articulate because it's a question that came from community managers who were concerned about privacy and rightfully so, they asked me, can you read the private messages? And our response is no. We do not read, transmit, or record any text-based conversations for any reasons. We only listen to and analyze web links. That's it. Yeah. And and you don't do anything if they're they are perfectly fine, normal links. Only when they're malicious, your database kind of catches it and flags it and prevents it from being clicked on. Exactly. Well, that's about as benign and protective as it can get. Now, how long have you had? I know you told me in a different conversation that you have a patent. Did, did I remember that correctly? Yeah, I have a, a full patent for phishing protection and 
other mobile applications. Wow. So it sounds <laughs> it sounds a little bit too good to be true. Um, and people ask me to unbundle what that means. It's actually quite simple. Inside a mobile application, if you want to display or uh, share a web link, or if you want to display web content inside a mobile application, like Slack, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all of those messaging apps, you have to use what's called a web view. And the web view is what opens the web content inside the application instead of the native browser. And it's kind of obvious to everybody now that that's, kind of, that's the future of web browsing. But a few years ago, it wasn't so obvious. And I saw that as an attack vector because the web view had absolutely no security whatsoever back then. It's got a little bit of security now. Mobile browsers are behind uh, desktop browsers in terms of security. And then the web view is behind mobile browsers in terms of security. And uh, so I filed a, a patent application, which means that if you want to check the security of a link inside a mobile application web view or something similar like a card, then that's MetaCert's patent. That is amazing. And so so help me understand, who who should come to MetaCert? Is it, if I'm starting, let's say, an ICO sale and I have opened a Telegram or a Slack channel, should I be the person who comes to MetaCert and registers my domain name? What should I be doing? Anybody within the cryptocurrency world who is building and harnessing a community inside Slack should absolutely come to MetaCert and install our app. It's extremely cost-effective because the price is a fraction of what companies are paying. And in that regard, also the members of the community, if they come to metacert.com, we've actually got free tools for them. So we've got a Facebook chatbot for Messenger and a Skype chatbot. It takes less than seven seconds again to add it as a contact to those apps, which is handy for when it's on your mobile device and you just want to quickly check a link. It doesn't listen or monitor any conversations with any other contacts. It has one purpose, one feature, and that is you paste a link and then it tells you if it's dangerous or not. That's it. But it makes it easy for you. I actually use them all the time just to double check to see if something is labeled in our database. Um, so we've got free tools for them as well. We do have uh, other uh, security integrations for other platforms such as HipChat, but we don't see very many people in the crypto world using HipChat or other platforms. We don't have anything for Telegram right now. I'm not sure if we'll build for Telegram in the near future, uh, primarily because we're doubling down on the Slack uh, platform because we want to implement additional tools to make life easy for community managers. And then also we have other tools such as browser add-ons so that when you're not inside Slack and you're getting an email and you click on a link, it opens up in the browser. I want MetaCert to protect you there as well. So I see a world where everybody feels safe when opening a link and that's not confined to just Slack or Skype or Messenger and it's not necessarily confined to just a website. Okay, that's amazing. So how do people protect themselves? Um... If you're in a Slack community and MetaCert's not installed, then it's kind of a bit like Russian roulette because the challenge we have, it's not that people are doing silly things. It's not that they're silly. Very intelligent, smart people can be caught off guard for a multitude of reasons. And that's why I never make fun of somebody who's fallen for what is perceived to be a very silly scam. Nothing is ever ever silly. There's an emotional, there's an emotion going on there and a good reason for people falling for these scams. You know, actually people have this... uh, assumption whereby when they click a link on an e- in it from an email that they don't recognize, they know it can be dangerous. But for some strange reason, people feel like it's safer on a mobile device. Forget about Slack, any application, they still think it's safe to just open a link inside a mobile application. And so in the crypto world, it's already a very complicated user experience, buying and selling currencies and setting up your wallet and trying to store your keys. It's very complicated. And that's because it's, up till now, it's been mostly technology, early adopters 
And to go into the mainstream, we have to make that a lot easier and improve the, the user experience. So that's the first one. Uh, that's two. Um, one is the experience isn't particularly easy. Two, people feel safer inside mobile apps and they also feel safer inside communities. And then, you know, crypto uh, phishing is relatively new when compared to email phishing. I predicted this would happen a few years ago when I filed for the patent application. We raised funds in order to grow the MetaServe business. And so it's kind of a lot of ingredients coming together that makes it a very difficult environment for people to stay safe because the phishing attacks are very smart and they happen very quickly. They're playing on people's emotions saying, click on this to avail of this benefit very quickly. And it's not just about existing people refusing to stay safe after being advised many times. There are so many new investors and members in these communities that they haven't seen all of the previous messages shared by the experts trying to educate them. So we constantly need to educate them. And that's why I recommend it to the communities who install MetaSearch. And especially before we have the DM and Slack bot support, what they've done is they've they've created, they've added to their default channels, check URL and report URL, set them as default channels and invite everybody to those channels who are already members. By having those there constantly, you're constantly educating and reminding people of the importance of checking the URL and reporting the URL if it's malicious. And we notice that every community that has those channels, they're quite engaging and they, by themselves, they add a huge amount of value, just allowing somebody to check the link very quickly. And I've seen that happen every day of the week across those channels, people double checking links inside that channel. For every 10 people who check a link, how many of those would have fallen victim to fraud and lost every penny? Quite a few. If I'm a member of a Slack community, how do I know whether MetaCert has been installed by the community manager or not? First of all, check to see if it's got the check URL and report URL channels. If it doesn't, paste in or type in example.org O-R-G, into any channel and that will come back with a warning because we've classified that for the purpose of testing so that people who've already installed MetaCert, they don't have to type in a known malicious link to get that feedback. What I would encourage people to do is to do that, but do it only once and then delete the message whether or not there's a warning because I don't want everybody going into channels and spamming people with a MetaCert test. Then also they can just get in touch with the moderator and ask them to install MetaCert. But then also on the left-hand side, not on the mobile app, but on the desktop app and on the website, underneath DMs, there's a link called apps. Anybody can click on that. You can search for MetaCert and then click uh, request to install. I think it's something like that. So you can request somebody to install the MetaCert app. Because it's more likely that a member of a community is listening to this podcast way more likely than the manager of a community or a moderator. That's the reason why what right. you've seen in the last couple of minutes is going to be extremely beneficial. So all the community members that are listening to this podcast, make sure you you know you check what Paul just mentioned. Make sure that MetaCert is installed. Otherwise, make a request for it to be installed. And I the think good news is for every ICO that installs MetaCert, they recommend us to one or two other ICOs or token launches for any type of community because it's not just token launches and ICOs. So uh, Singular DTV, Hello Gold, Endorse, Omize, Golem, and a bunch of others have all added MetaCert and they've all come through recommendation. And on the odd occasion when I've reached out to a community manager or a founder and I've said, hey, look, we can add value to your community by preventing phishing attacks. Pretty much almost all of them have come back and said, oh, we already know about you. And we're either testing and monitoring. 
Yes. So wonderful. This is going to help a lot of people. I really believe that. I, I'm pretty sure we are going to do a follow-on type of a podcast with you when you have the analytics on, because I want to go through some of the numbers that you're gathering analytics-wise, just to illustrate the extent of the problem and the extent of protection you're providing. You know, how many people are being protected because of your technology? I think we'll go through that on a separate podcast, Paul. But what else would you like to add on this one? Uh, what are the What is next for MetaCert? What are the other things you're doing to protect people, if any? So we have a host array of uh, features on the product roadmap for the Slack and other apps that we're building, as well as the browser add-ons I told you about. But there is one very, very big, different product that we're looking at. And we have some people researching that. And that's very different, but it's uh, cyber insurance. So imagine an individual being able to get cyber insurance for their wallet, or uh, one of the stakeholders being able to get cyber insurance for their uh, anti-phishing protection. We're not entirely sure what that looks like. Could be, for example, um, if you follow these best practices that MetaSearch has given you and you've used our tools to the best of your ability and you can demonstrate that, but you still fell victim to a phishing attack and there would be circumstances under which you could claim. In the same way, when um, you want to get a new phone from Apple, you know, if you drop it into water, you can't claim on the insurance. But if you drop it on the floor, you can't. There's different circumstances under which, you know, you can demonstrate that you haven't been overly silly, shall we say. Um, so cyber insurance is some, something we're looking at, which tells me that you know MetaCert has been around for a few years now, and we have customers inside Slack alone, which include companies like SAP, Sage, IBM, uh, F5, VSP, NTT Security, AppDirect, Blackhawk Network, and many more. But And I feel proud that they use our software to protect them, especially when it's a security company that uses MetaCert to protect them. Um, but I have to tell you, I have a better spring in my step. I get up early in the morning morning, knowing that our software is protecting individuals from losing their life savings. So um, it looks like we're not going to steer away from all other markets because that would be silly because, you know, cryptocurrency is a huge market, but it's not necessarily the only market for MetaCert. But I do see us doubling down on the cryptocurrency uh, communities to help address the imminent threats, the imminent problems that they have now, instead of helping big companies to tick a box for compliance and helping them combat the security threats they have, which may not be as imminent as the threats that individuals have in the crypto world right now because the cyber criminals are so focused on uh, ICOs and token launches because it's easy pickings right now. Yeah, we hear some story or the other every single day. And some of the big ones are making it to the news, like $10 million lost or $100 million lost or $30 million lost in so many seconds, etc. You know what, Kanth? The only ones you hear about in the media are those big hacks. But actually, phishing is the number one in terms of the number of the amount of revenue, the amount of money lost is greater than um, hacks. So 50% of all the damage that's done comes through phishing. But because it is, and it's like, I know you're going to go into the analytics in another podcast, but from a phishing stats perspective, uh, the number of victims so far, I think it's uh, just under 17,000 individuals we've lost, wow. I think it's 150 million. I published it on my blog um, thanks to a website whose name escapes me right now. Um, but you know, the, the amount of money lost and the number of victims is greater than the big hacks that you read about in the media every day. So once you hear about a hack, that's it. It's all over the media. You don't hear about all the phishing attacks that's taken place. And that is the number one uh, attack vector, or that's the number one attack that's hitting us biggest and best. I don't think, I, I didn't know this before you told me. I don't think 
think most people know this. I didn't know this until I think it was three nights ago when I read that report, quite frankly. Wow. I, didn't, wow. I knew it was an issue. I just didn't know um, how big the issue was. It's almost like, you know, the big splashes make it in the news, but the small ones that are having this at the individual level, you lost three bitcoins here or 40 ethers there. And it's not big enough to make the news, but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people are losing and that they kind also of money. Report, they also report on what they know, right? It's like, I've seen these reports. I, I've seen the recent hack um, that was published today across a spectrum of media publications, including security. And in the security ones, they're actually interviewing security professionals from companies that aren't addressing efficient problems because they don't know about MetaCert yet, even though we're solving the problem for so many of these people and companies inside the crypto world. World. We just haven't got out there yet. We've been focused on the product and the customer and the market fed so that we can actually go live with those particular features. And then we can start charging those specific customers. Because I promised the crypto world, we're not going to charge you until we have the Slack bot monitoring and the DM monitoring because they're the biggest issues for you. Even though we're adding a tremendous amount of value right now, I wanted to give it to them as the package solution. And that gives us an opportunity to build those relationships, to get more customer feedback and to build the trust within the community so they can see that our motives are also in the right place. Wait a minute. So for the for the crypto tokens, etc., for the Slack channels, MetaCert is currently free? Well, it's a seven-day free trial, but it's going to take us another probably two to three weeks to go live okay. uh, with those updates. So it's free until it goes live with those updates. And do you know what the price will be afterwards? You know, uh, I can't remember each price, but I think it's roughly around um, for less than 50, it is $25 a month. And the most expensive, or at least uh, up to 10,000, between nine and 10,000, it's $175 a month. Wow. Um, it's nothing it's compared great. to the potential loss that even a, one individual oh, might experience. Yeah, it's nothing. Even if you protect one phishing attempt per month, it's paid for itself. It's paid for itself for the individuals, but for the community managers, it's fabulous PR. Yeah. And what I think is very important is that as an entire community of stakeholders, we try to address phishing specifically through the installation and promotion of tools, but also through education, because I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, I've got my fingers burnt. I'm not going to do this again. And so you have these first time, second time investors in something new. And once they've lost all their money, you know, it's like a non-sophisticated angel investor. Once they've had their fingers burnt once or twice, they stop instead of playing the numbers with, you know, I'll I'll invest in 10 companies and some of them will do well. So um, if there's fewer people investing as a result of losing their money, they will be put off themselves and they will put off friends and family from doing the same. So there's less money going into investment of token launches and ICOs. And therefore there's less money in currency being exchanged on the exchanges and being stored in wallets. So there's less money in the ecosystem. So we need to address this now because the phishing attacks is not just going to grow at the same ratio as the growth of ICOs and token launches because cyber criminals will actually come at this and they will spend time and effort making their attacks more sophisticated if they see there's a lot of money to be taken. And quite frankly, when we get more of these communities, we get more media coverage by mainstream media. With the recent announcement from the SEC, um, it legitimizes cryptocurrency in the eyes of uh, uh, the institutions. And that in itself is going to attract more media attention. So when you put all of that together, I see phishing attacks has grown exponentially as the number of ICOs uh, grows also and token launches. So it's it's a nasty problem. And you know, I don't like to do the whole um, fear, uncertainty and death approach of security. The world is going to end. You know, your house 
is on fire, get this fire extinguisher before it goes on fire. I don't like that approach and I've never taken that approach. But since being introduced to the crypto world, which has only been three to four weeks now, I have never, ever been able to witness a phishing attack unfold in front of me inside a community where MetaSearch is not installed and somebody has lost their money in front of me and then direct messaged me because they've known about me uh, providing advice in the channels, even though we're not installed. And then noticing a phishing attack in, inside another channel and you know alerting people to the problems happening there. It's not that I didn't alert people to the problems inside the Slack where we're not installed. It's that it happened so quick and I came to it late. When I see that, it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. And we just really want to try and address this for as many people as we possibly can, because typically in the security world, you don't really put a face to a financial figure or financial number in a statistic, in a report. What is heartening, you know, disheartening is seeing an individual who's lost $50 or $50,000. It's just terrible to see it happening in front of you. You're doing a great service to people, especially in the crypto space. I'm so glad that uh, you have. Is this one of your primary uh, focus areas right now? My only focus area right now. My entire team is doubled down on the various aspects that are required to support the crypto world from the back end, the billing engine, the undertaking from an engineering perspective to add Slackbot monitoring and DM monitoring. It was, uh, it was a massive undertaking, quite frankly. And so it took a lot of man hours to actually build the application that we've got working internally, but we need to test it because the last thing you need pardon me, is for a community manager to receive 15,000 direct messages when a, a phishing attack has gone out to everybody. Um, and so it, it, it was a lot of hard work and there's a lot of hard work ahead of us because there's a lot of other things that we need to do to make it even more safe. Wonderful. Paul, is there anything else you wanted to add tonight? No, that's it. Just thank you very much for your support, Kenneth. And thank you very much for giving us an opportunity to get our message out. I think podcasts seem to be uh, the rage again today. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pleasure to do only my second podcast on this topic. I have a feeling that this podcast will be shared by, uh, this is a special request to all the listeners is this is an unusual podcast. This podcast will protect a lot of people. I know we, there are a whole lot of ways people can lose money in the crypto. You could lose your wallet. You could have a hard drive that's crashed any number of ways. Now, I understand that we may not be able to solve each and every one of those problems instantly. However, phishing is a major, major challenge in the crypto space. And the fact that Paul and his team have worked around the clock practically and uh, to provide a solution that is pretty awesome and protects tons of people. Uh, kudos to you and your team, Paul, and we wish you the best. And thank you for taking time to talk to us. Oh, I just want to say one more thing. It's not just ourselves collecting these phishing websites and classifying them. We have our own community and inside that community, we have some researchers from some of the biggest security companies in the world actually contributing to our database hourly. Wow. So, um, we're very lucky to have them contribute as well as other people within the community who also contribute to my Ether wallet. Um, I think it's called EtherScan and there's a few other tools. MetaMask is a browser add-on that helps to protect people also. So you know, there's a few others doing some good work in this space, but if it wasn't for other people in the community, and it's a very, very inclusive community for which I'm very thankful because they've been very accepting to MetaCert um, and very good at giving us good uh, feedback on our product to help us iterate the product because some of these issues that we're addressing we didn't dream uh, that would
would be issues for uh, communities who didn't think that people would be attacked inside direct messages in Slack. So I just want to say thank you to all of the people in our, inside our own community actually helping us inside our own Slack community, helping us make it even better. Okay. I think what Paul is saying is there's this whole bunch of experts and domain experts and others that are working together collectively, gathering all these bad links, phishing links from wherever they find them yeah. and putting them all into MetaCert's database. So as soon as uh, MetaCert is included in your Slack channel, instantly you're getting the benefit of all the bad links that have been found in, uh, across all the communities where MetaCert is being used or not, because there are these experts that are contributing by adding these phishing links to the database. Did I get that right? Yep, that's exactly right. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again on our podcast at Crypto Nights. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Nights. Never miss an episode. Subscribe now at www.cryptonights.io.